Hey, 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 welcome, welcome. It's the Steve Maraboli Podcast. Whispers of genius, echoes of madness. How are you all doing? Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing. I can't believe the number of stuff that we're getting in these shows. I mean, I believe it and I'm grateful, but I also can't believe it. It's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. <laughs> it's it, awesome. It's awesome because it makes me feel good to know that um, even after our long break, they're just there. They downloaded it. They they just wait till the next one comes out. And it's, um, that's why I, I, it's, it's like they're technically they're, they're your, they follow you. They're your fans, but really it, they're your friends. They're people that if you probably live close to them, you'd, you'd probably hang out. We'd, 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 mm-hmm. we'd close the local, we'd close the local restaurants because they'd be so packed with all of us in there just having a good time and <laughs> laughing about the, all the hilariously cruel and empowering and funny and devastating and all the ways that things life is. So, so uh, cheers to all of you. Thank you so much for listening. Steph, what we got going on today? Well, today we have a religion show. Well, <laughs> A religion a God, show. yeah. Well, a God show. <laughs> yeah. Religion uh, God. Everyone's turning it off, including me. And, Wait, <laughs> no. They wanted this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, a religion show. Hold on while I press the red button. No, it's... No, uh, wait, yeah, is it like the God it. question? Yeah, it was the... <laughs> yeah, well, because Imagine last week... you said that and I just, I just stop. I just hang up. And you're on your own. <laughs> No, it could, no you know what it is? It's like it's so time. polarizing. But I like the way that, that we ask the question. And, of course, I love these conversations. Yeah, me too. And and that's what people that's what people really wanted. Was the, Our last show was about ghosts. So we had so many questions and so many comments Wait, about... Wait, do I ever get an alien show? I want to talk an aliens. An alien show? <laughs> Let's talk oh, aliens. No. I, t- I talked to someone in Miami the other day. And she had a great UFO story. I want to talk what? UFO stories. <laughs> talk some stuff. <laughs> Again, like anything else, I'm I love the conversation that people clam up and they start throwing beliefs and how ridiculous one thing. I don't care whether it happened or not. This is mm-hmm. why I'm liberal with this kind of stuff in these conversations without getting angry about it. Because mm-hmm. I don't care whether it actually happened or not. I care that you experienced it and I love listening to people talk about things they've experienced, impactful things that they've experienced. So uh, I'm sure I'll continue my conversation with her in Miami about this, but, but, but I would love to have open conversations and, and maybe you can word it in a way that doesn't overwhelm you. I know that you like to do the polls, like the yes, Mm -hmm. no, because that's easy to gauge. Um, and that when we do a question and people respond, I know you guys get overwhelmed, but Hey, if you're going to be overwhelmed, let's make it with some cool stories. So maybe, uh, um, an Instagram thing, or maybe write on a regular post so that you could read it on there. You know what it is with those though? People edit a lot because Mm. they know everyone can read it, like including their friends, families, and coworkers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, So maybe just like on the stories, so that they can send a, a, you know, what what you get as a DM, what we get as a DM, um, but you get a more honest reflection of that story. But anyways, I'd love to have one like that. But I know you said religion. We're talking God, religion. Let's do it. All right, let's do it. So I thought that we would start out with 
the behavior speaks pretend god is deaf if you wanted to talk a little bit about that before we get into oh pretend god is deaf that's so great wow you hit hard right because i haven't talked about that in years um i like the idea of pretend god is deaf for those of you who who aren't familiar i had written a book called pretend god is deaf that we then pulled we pulled it because Mm -hmm. it um I didn't like the, the angle some people had of it, and so we pulled it, and, and we'll re-release it for sure. Uh, the, the climate's definitely different now to, to release a book, and it, it, wasn't, it wasn't controversial or anything, but at the time, you know, religion's tensions uh, where I live in the United States were really high, um, and there wasn't, uh, for me, I only want to add to conversation, I want to add to the beauty uh, and not necessarily uh, have uh, my book used as a weapon towards other religions, you know, that kind of stuff. So um, so we pulled it, but I think it's poetic, and I think the idea of pretend God is deaf is beautiful. I think applying it in your life is something that can definitely impact you and change your life and change your relationships and that kind of... And it, it real starts... Can I tell the story real quick, Steph? Yes, please. Like what inspired it? What inspired it was... My grandpa, who was actually uh, an American guy from Jersey, John, who, who he was a World War II vet, loved this guy. He's really the only grandfather I've ever known. And he, he wasn't my biological grandfather. He was just married to my biological grandmother, um, my mom's mom. And, mm-hmm. um, but he, you know, they were together from when I was a, a young kid. So he's really the only grandfather I, kn- I knew, World War II veteran named John from New Jersey. And when I started riding my bicycle, this is how long ago that was, how, how <laughs> when I started riding my bicycle, um, he gave me some really sound advice. You know, while my mom gave me the advice that every Chilean mom gives, don't get killed, was her, was her <laughs> great advice. His, his advice was different. He said, hey, listen, I know that you're going to be riding your bike through town and you're going to go by, uh, you know, driveways and that kind of stuff. And I know you'll see the cars and you think that adults see you. So, but I want you to do something sometimes, and you don't understand this, but sometimes adults, they have other things on their mind. Sometimes they're fiddling with the radio or, or something like that, or they're just thinking other stuff. Just because an adult is looking at you doesn't mean he sees you. Just, mm-hmm. just know this. And so what I want you to do in order to navigate this journey, this new journey on your bicycle where you're, you're, you're stretching your legs and you're riding your bike around town, I want you to pretend you're invisible. Just pretend you're invisible. Pretend those people are blind. So just because you think they should see you, I want you to pretend you're invisible. I want you to pretend they're blind. And then navigate that way. And if you do it that way, you'll be extra safe. You'll be extra cautious. You won't rely on the idea that they should see you. You'll actually think the other way. They don't see me, so let me wait here till they pass. And it was just really sound advice. And as I got older, I kind of adapted that methodology towards something else, towards deafness, 
Instead of blind, I switched it to deafness, and I always thought how behavior speaks. Now, behavior speaks is something I write about a lot now, but it was something that I've lived in the sense that I would show, whether I was on, on a sports team, I was in the military, I was learning uh, to do something professionally in my career, my business. I, I'm not very, ironically, for someone who speaks for a living, I'm not a very talkative guy. But if you're around me, I don't have to tell you what's important to me. I don't have to tell you what I want. Mm -hmm. If you're around me, you see it. And you have a sneaking suspicion that if you get in my way, I'll run your ass over. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> and so I've always adapted that idea of of, you know, being raised Catholic and, and the first, even up till, up till I was in my mid twenties, I, I would consider, would have considered myself very religious even. Um, and I always thought like, I, I would be like, and people have been praying for peace forever, but there's never been peace and praying for, mm -hmm. for, uh, wealth. And, and, and there's really never that there people praying for bettering the situation, they're praying for better health, praying for the, all these things. And it's never happening. And I said, well, if you look back on your scriptures, if you look back on your theology, it's actually, there's nothing in there that says that. It's a God of action. When God wanted something, to, somebody to do something, he would have them go, whether it was roaming the desert for 40 years, or if it was Jesus' entire ministry is one of action. Jesus never wrote a single thing. There's only one part in there where it says he wrote on the ground, but it doesn't even say what he wrote because it doesn't matter. Now, think of how much emphasis people put on scriptures, but really, if the scriptures were the important thing, then Jesus would have been an author, but he wasn't. 100% of everything is what Jesus did, and then people talking about it. And so for me, I was like, wow, it, it, it seems to me that God didn't want words, even though we we're always giving words. When God really wanted to impact the world, it was an action. And so it made me think of Einstein's quote. Einstein said it so, so powerfully, nothing happens until something moves. So I started thinking, okay, well, well, what if, what if I can't tell people what's important to me? What does your important to me look like? What if I can't tell you I love you? What does I love you look like? What if I can't tell you I'm sorry? What does I'm sorry look like? And I started learning a language of behavior. And it helped me in so many ways. And if you want, if you want to see every day come alive, if you want to see what your stagnant life is, that same crap, different day mentality, you want to see that vanish and suddenly life boom with excitement, shut your mouth and start behaving according to what you want. And everything comes alive. Same crap, different day becomes a nonsense theory that only zombies say. So pretend God is deaf. We took, and I thought it was great. We took, um, 
we took scriptures, we took uh, quotes, we, we took people's uh, um, good deeds uh, mixed in with some philosophy behind it about behavior, having your actions reflect your goals. Again, what does it look like? I love you. I miss you. I'm sorry. I'm proud of you. To your kids, what does I'm proud of you look like? Never, we all know what it sounds like, but what does it look like? Imagine you couldn't tell the people around you anything. You can only show them. Think about how your relationships would boost if that were true. So we took this book and, and, and I loved it. And it was based on that premise, that premise that was originally by my grandfather about pretend everyone's blind. And then I changed it to instead of just saying prayers, pretend God is deaf. Now you can't pray for peace. You have to be peace. Now you can't pray for good health. You have to be good health. You have to live in alignment with what that looks like. You can't just say, I want to be a better person, a better parent, a better spouse, a better friend, a better sibling. You can't just say it. You have to show it. What if God's language is action? And I thought it was a really, really powerful book. I loved it. Uh, and I, I'm looking forward to the re-release of it. Um, but at the time, it was just a... Um, it was just, it was just wasn't the right timing of it. And I know that all of you wanted me to keep it out there. Um, but again, for me, it's just the timing matters. And so I think that, that, uh, I appreciate you bringing that up, Steph, because for me, that's, that's huge. You know, even if you don't believe in a God, uh, then just how does your life change? How does your life different? If you pretend the people around you are deaf now, what does I love you? You mean the world to me. I'm sorry. I'm changing. I'm a different person. Uh, I appreciate you. I'm grateful. What does all of that look like? When you find out your everything in your life changes for the better. Yeah, it does. So thank you for that behavior. Thank speaks. you for bringing it up. <laughs> we, so we asked our social media, do you believe in God? And has your view of God changed through the years? And the majority of people on both, I asked on Instagram and on Facebook, the majority of people said yes. A handful said no. And there were a couple, I don't know, and a couple, I believe in like an energy of a higher power, but not a God. It's, it's really interesting, right? Because when you start talking words, so, mm -hmm. so some people might say something like, um, I don't believe in God, but I do believe in a universal energy, blah, blah, blah. And then they'll, they'll keep talking and they'll basically describe what other people describe as God, but they will not believe in the word, the framing of it. Yeah. So it, that's an interesting point. You know, it's, it's always such a, it's always such an interesting conversation because you do, it, you do people who have. So a lot of people are somewhere in the middle, but there are a lot of people who are really, really attached to, for lack of a better term, attached to the idea of their God and that it's 100% correct. And more mm -hmm. importantly, any other one is 100% wrong. And, yeah. um, and that's always, again, always just on the frills. There's very few people who, who are actually like that. They just happen to come out and arguments because they're the type that are drawn into arguments like that. I've had a few right. in my life. <laughs> yeah. Who, well, and I've had a few in my life who are, they're like red in the face, angry at me. 
And I'm not saying anything they're not saying. I'm just using different words. But a lot of people are really attached to the words of their dogma. And uh, I, I don't think it's healthy, but, you know, that's for them, not for me. Yeah, exactly. It It's interesting because when I was doing research for the show, I saw a Gallup poll in 2017 and it was asked, do you believe in God? But the answers change depending on the phrase of the question yeah how awesome is that yeah well that's what i was referring to that that's you you talk to a lot of people and they they have issues with the word they they use Mm -hmm. you know they have people have trauma sometimes with that word or Mm -hmm. uh, or they just have a a a a visceral reaction to the word kind of like i do to the word manifest Something (laughs) happens in my body, Steph, when someone uses the word manifest, it, I'm traumatized from that. Maybe because for a few years, that was like the trigger word when that bullshit book came out. So that was like the trigger word. And it it just, something (laughs) happens to me when I hear that word to this day. It's it's like do, if someone were to say, "Do you believe we can manifest our dreams?" and I will throw my phone. <laughs> Meanwhile, yes, I just don't like that word. That's why you stopped doing shows with guests because I, of that because word. Because they would use You're not that. On the show. And You're it took over. That. The word before that was authenticity. Oh, I remember that. And it would make me. I would want to rip <laughs> open my shirt like the Incredible Hulk every time I heard that word because it was always coming from the biggest bullshitters, and yeah. and so it just drove me crazy. But then manifest took over. Now and now mm-hmm. I I don't care about the word authenticity anymore. I think it kind of died mm-hmm. down. Um, yeah. But then the manifestation <laughs> age came, and that was yeah. it, Steph. It almost sent me to the crazy house. <laughs> but I think the word God has has that effect on some people because it it is attached to like i was telling you before with the pretend guy's death book mm-hmm. you know it's like um uh when people would 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 fight and argue about it and and i'd say dude it's just a it's a book that's basically saying be nice like regardless of who your god is be nice is what basically what the book is literally has ideas on how to be nice and how stories and feel good stories but people get so triggered by which God? What do you mean? Are you saying that our God would have some sort of physical handicap? Like, wait, what? <laughs> how do you, how do you get that from this story? Like, it's a. But, but again, some people are really, really attached, and if the climate's right, um, then regardless of what your intention was, if the climate's right and it's doing more damage than good, then then you have to you have to be respectful of the cause. But you you when you ask a question like, do you believe in God, you are you are possibly triggering some people into a a response that that may mean yes, but it might take them five paragraphs to say so. Yeah, there's a story, there's experience, there's something behind it. Well, because well, in my own life, I know, that, I know what my own answer would be. I mean, in the short would be like, yes, yes, to your two questions. <laughs> mm-hmm. But give me a minute and take a chair because I have some stuff to say. So it, it, it is an easy answer, but at the same time, it's so not an easy answer. Um, but did you get a lot of great feedback? Yeah, I did. I wrote a, I wrote a few down just to show the different um, perspectives. 
Lisa says, I was raised Irish Catholic. My mom died when I was 14. I stopped believing. I couldn't reconcile a God who would take my mom. As I'm older, I do believe in some sort of higher power, but not some dude up in the sky with a magical book of terrible fairy tales. All right. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, there's always there's always a story. And who can't it. understand that story? It, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Tamara says, I do believe in God. Personal experiences, whether good or bad, have only strengthened my relationship with him. It's not about a religious encounter. It's about having an encounter that spiritually connects you to God. Again, who can't understand that? Exactly. Daria P says, I no longer believe in organized religion like my childhood Catholicism. I turn to science now for my answers. However, I will never judge anyone else for what they believe in. It's whatever gets you through. Truly looking forward to this podcast. Thank you, Daria. We can understand <laughs> that as well. Melissa says, yes, to me, my God isn't who other others tell me he is. I believe others use him to control through fear. He is love and the good we do in the world. And I love that, Melissa. We can all agree with that as well. So it is interesting So how, how people really conflate the word God with religion. Yes. And, and in fairness to them, it's usually the only way you get it. Like you usually get God from your parents, right? Or from your yes. upbringing or your society, mm -hmm. however it is. And the God you get is the theological God, the, the, the story God. So whatever, yeah. wherever you are in the world, whatever your culture story of God is, that's what you're going to get. So it is hard to separate that from religion. That's why when some people become less religious or not religious anymore, but they want to keep the idea of God, the, the, the deist kind of idea of mm -hmm. God, that's when you'll see them change. You know, I don't really call it God. I call it the universe or I call it energy <laughs> or I call it whatever. Um, and so you'll often see that when they because the God, the word God to them is so married to theology right. that when they divorce from theology, you know, religion gets to keep the word God. Yeah. And so they have to have a, a while with their new definition, they, they, they have a new word and there, there is the spiritual movement waiting for you. And they have a whole bunch of words for you to choose from, you know, so it's, it's, um, it's understandable. But I, I think that that's, I'm only assuming Steph that you're bringing this up because people wanted to know what my thoughts were. On <laughs> yeah. This. Yep. And I think mine's very similar. It's kind of a, a mix of, of even the, the ones that you posted. I think mm -hmm. that, um, that my view of God, my answer is yes, but my view of God is bigger than some sort of narrative that, that theology, I, I think I lost that theology. The more I studied theology, the more I lost the story of it, the, the less God was limited to the, to the compact, to the, to the argument, the confines of an old story, whether it's 2000 years old or 10,000 years old. I, I, God stopped being a person limited to that story and more open. It, it, ironically, in those stories, in almost every version of theology and every religion, somewhere in their books, their God says something to the effect of, I am the Alpha and the Omega. Which means I'm everything. 
mm-hmm. which by by reason also means there is nothing I am not. And I think I stick to that these days, more of like a deist view, like like Jefferson had, or you know, like like those Einstein had a very deist view of God. He he didn't all either believe in the the man in the sky who cares what you eat on what particular day or who you fall in love with, but moreover, some organizing force that set into motion this masterful, incredible universe that we all li- live in. I think mine's more along there than than someone who who's conscious of 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 you in the sense that they listening to you pray that that your sports team wins. And I and I I think that that's uh that's where mine's adjusted to. But I love because I love this human experience. I remember again till till like my mid twenties. Mine was the the God that we learn in, in Catholicism, the Christian God. And um, you know it was beautiful to feel it, terrifying at times, but beautiful to feel it. And and still to this day, when I hear people talk about their relationship with their personal God. I think it's beautiful. I think it's a beautiful thing to believe in something. I think it's beautiful to to base good deeds on something you believe in. And for me, I used to be more a stickler for this, but I don't care now if you're being good because you want to be good or because you're being good because you think someone's watching or because you're being good because you think Santa Claus sees you when you're sleeping and knows when you're awake. I, it doesn't matter to me. Or that you're being good because you're terrified of going to a hell if you're not good. That, I don't care anymore. Just be good. Just be nice. Don't do damage um, for me. And I think it's beautiful. I hope the conversations about God continue on for a long time. Um, and like anything else, that, that we allow for the evolution and and upgrading of it. You know, so for me, again, not in the, in the confines. Right. So when you say Alpha and Omega, he so you're saying that when God said I'm the Alpha and Omega, he's saying he's everything. So he's so the you're good everything. And the... You're 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 you know it's beyond it's beyond our our comprehension, right? So it's like like most mathematics, right? So here <laughs> yeah. here on Earth, there are really complex mathematics that are absolutely mm-hmm. true and absolutely verifiable. But if you told them to me, my brain would feel like it would explode. It's beyond my comprehension. I have some really f- smart friends who who understand physics and physically and uh, uh, chemistry equations that I don't understand. They must mm-hmm. feel like they're talking to a shoe. Like, I just don't understand it. But it doesn't mean it's not true. It's just beyond my comprehension. And I right. feel like the mind of God is that because you told me it's that. It is just beyond my comprehension. So, yes, you are Alpha and Omega. So that means you are the beautiful, precious newborn baby. But you're also the cancer of a dying two year old. That shit is beyond my comprehension. Mm-hmm. So I won't yeah. judge. I, I won't judge. I don't need to judge or accept. I just know that it's beyond my comprehension and I, I'm here to do my best. And, and I think I'm, o- I'm okay with that. People put, add meaning to it and add, pers- uh, you know, very anthropomorphic human details to it. And I'm okay with that too. It's just not where I go with it. Yeah. 
Do you think that like thousands of years ago, some pe- two people were having a conversation like, do you believe in Zeus? <laughs> like, well, do you believe sure, like, of course. do you think Zeus well, Mo, that's is the thing with real atheists. or just a story? That's the things with atheists. Like sometimes people will say, well, Steve, you're an atheist. And that's not, that's not true in one sense. In one sense, mm-hmm. it's not true how they mean it. They mean yeah. you don't believe in a God and that's not true. Now, are you an atheist? You're not for the story that we're told. The, you know, build the earth in, in, in seven days and take a break and flood it and kill everyone in it. And then also mm-hmm. care, you know, who you marry and care, you know, if you eat meat on a particular Friday. No, I'm not there with that. But most people are atheists in that sense. They're, they're atheists for every religion. You just mentioned Zeus. There's mm-hmm. tens of thousands of religions that are on earth and that have been on earth. And if you're, say, a Christian, then you're an atheist to every single one of those gods. You don't believe Zeus or Ramses or Mars or Venus. or You don't mm-hmm. believe any of those people or, the, or Hercules. You don't believe Isis, Osiris. You don't believe in Horus. You don't believe in any of those gods to be the supreme god, even though there many, many people around the world did at one time while those mm-hmm. religions flourished. You don't believe in that God. So you're an atheist to those religions. You're an atheist to every religion except one. And that's true whether you're a Christian, a Muslim, whether you're Hindu, whatever it is, you're an atheist to every to thousands of other religions, to thousands of other gods except yeah. yours. And so um, it, it, I do believe those conversations happened. And I believe that the reason why we're still having those conversations now is because we are that, you know, priests of the past were just philosophers and scientists of the past, but just the scientific method didn't exist. So they were always trying to understand the nature of the universe. So Mm -hmm. when we look at it that way, we can see and appreciate what they were trying to do. And of course, some people, uh, um, take, take advantage of that and i one of somebody who wrote in who who you mentioned their story yes yeah, some people take advantage and, and use the fear to sell something use the fear to make you a member use the fear to to take advantage of the public but for most people they're just trying to figure this stuff out most people are just trying to get some hope most people are just trying to find something some light at the end of the tunnel they're trying to find some meaning not not cause you know why the word the question why has two ways to it there's cause and there's meaning so you mm-hmm. say why did this happen there's a cause to why it happened but there's always a meaning we seek for science can answer the cause but it can't answer the meaning and so people look for that. Why am I sick right now? Well, because you didn't take care of yourself. You didn't, you didn't uh, care for your body and you made really bad health decisions. That's why you're sick. But also, maybe it's so that you slow down a little bit. Maybe it's to put a scare into you so that you do feel better. Maybe it's so that you appreciate the family you have around you. You know, you can add meaning to it <laughs> that science yeah. can't do. So the the question why has two aspects to it, the cause as to why, but also the meaning. Science can Mm -hmm. only answer one of those. The other is answered by your belief system. And so I see the space for it. It's It's when we try to merge them and try to make it one meaning that literally billions of people have died for. When you try to to merge those meanings, it's like splitting an atom. The f- everything explodes. That's what happens. 
And if we would just appreciate and respect the different, there's one cause and then the, the why as in meaning, it could be a million different reasons and everyone could be correct um, and not fight about it. That would be fantastic, but that's not likely. No, because because even within like, I mean, we're in the United States right now, so we're obviously talking about the the Christian God. Um, I know we have listeners all around the world, but um, it's interesting just within the Christian religion, like the different sects of how. Well, look they... where you are. Right. So you're so we're talking about the Christian God because you and I were both raised with some denomination of Christianity. Uh, there's plenty of Muslims in the United States, but um, and other religions. There's plenty of them in the United States. I just don't know enough to talk about it because I wasn't raised. Right. There. But for you, you were raised in in a different part of the United States than I was, where you are now, mm-hmm. uh, where Mormon Mormonism, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, is uh, is the predominant uh, religion in your area. Uh, where Catholicism is here in the middle of the country, you have different denominations of Christianity as well. Right. But, but you see that that um, even within those denominations, having the same figurehead, they're still arguing and infighting and you know yeah. judging and that kind of stuff. And and for me again, uh, people will be people. Your behavior is going to tell me what you believe, not the words you write or the way you dress. Your behavior mm-hmm. is going to tell me what you believe. And um, for me, it's it's never really going to go past that. Right. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> you know, it is like I, I, you're hearing a much more evolved version of me on this with all due mm-hmm. fairness to everybody. I used to fight this shit out. Be- oh, wow. Well, but, And I'll tell you, well, not because I wanted to be right, but because... I wanted people to see how ridiculous it was that they were fighting over whose God is more loving and patient and forgiving. <laughs> they were literally fighting. Yeah. And I was, that's what it was. I didn't care if they adopted what I thought was true or not. Who cares what I think yeah. is true? But that yeah, you guys don't see how ridiculous it is that you're fighting over details of a story. Mm-hmm. You know, you're fighting over the names of characters and the locations The even like the 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 final the moral of the story is still the same. But you're arguing over characters and dates and names and like murdering each other over it. Mm-hmm. So I used to battle that, but not anymore, because, again, it's not um, there's no use to it. And so I'll have people who who will write to me and be like, I used to love your stuff. I used to think you were so wise. I used to be so great. But then I heard you talk about how you were raised in a, in a Christian home, but now you're, you don't really follow the story of it. You identify as Christian, but you don't necessarily follow the story. And now I realize that you should be condemned to hell. And I wish cancer on your whole family. And it's like, Holy <laughs> shit. That took a turn. I was wise until until I said something you don't agree. Now, not only am I not wise, but everyone in my family should die based on your loving and forgiving God. <laughs> like, whoa. Well. And so that's just the way that works. Also, like with the weddings that I would do. So having been a, a or I've been a, a officiating weddings for well over a decade now mm-hmm. and uh, all around the world. And, and I do it when I can. It's, it's nothing that you can really um, 
order or anything like that. But I do it when I can. So many people ask and like anything else, 99% of it I say I can't. But sometimes I do. Uh, and over the years, that's turned into probably a good amount of, of weddings that I've officiated, right? Yeah. And I remember one time I was asked to speak at a church. This is when I used to speak at churches a lot. I would always be invited um, because people would come see me. And I, I still at mm-hmm. that time and still like now, I didn't do a lot of public t- talks. So sometimes my public talk would be at a church and they pretty much let me say whatever. I'm a little rough around the edges, if you guys haven't noticed, and they don't mind. I would go do it. But I remember one church got so mad at me. And I wasn't sure why, because I had such good rapport with them. I filled that place. They said, <laughs> oh, we haven't had this something this full. And like, I filled that place, and it was such a good talk. And then, like, Steph, it's like they were so mad. Like, like, I, had, like I had stepped on their cat or something, like mad. <laughs> And I, I said, well, what did I say something that you didn't like? I felt like the audience really loved it. I get, we get emails mm-hmm. about how life changing this talk was. They're like, no, you didn't tell us that you marry the gays. <gasps> and I was like, I okay, the gays. Okay. I'm trying to think <laughs> of what the hell they're even talking about. But like, guys, the dude's like foaming at the mouth. This incredibly religious mm-hmm. and uh, you know Christ-like dude foaming yeah. at the mouth. And I'm like, what do you mean I marry the gays? He's like, you conduct weddings sometimes and you didn't say that you officiate same-sex weddings. I said, well, nobody asked me, first of all. And second of all, I said I officiate weddings, and that is true. Mm-hmm. I didn't say about half of them are same-sex weddings, but for the same reason I didn't say half of them are are opposite sex weddings who the hell says that yeah. he says, oh, I'm, I'm con- i've been asked to conduct an opposite sex wedding today <laughs> like who says that <laughs> there's no opposite sex anything yeah. you don't do anything else like that why would i it's a wedding people love each other these these dum-dums decided to get married <laughs> these, don't do it is not something i'm saying during a wedding but i'm thinking it but no it's it's a they decided to get married and i'm there to celebrate their love and uh, and who cares? It, love is love. Like who who cares if they're same sex or opposite sex? It's not that I was hiding it from you, old Christ-like mm-hmm. figure, but I was just I was a wedding. I don't look at it different. I, I see people in love. It's it's it's. I know that there's someone's gonna do the macarena. I know there's gonna yeah. be delicious desserts. Sometimes a little vino. And I know it's going to be a lot of fun. And that's really all I look for. People starting out, they're in love. Everyone's got the heart eye emojis. You know, <laughs> it's all love. And it's beautiful to be surrounded like that. If, if you're paying attention to what sex is what, then that's your shit, not mine. And the, but, but guess what? I was never invited back to that place. And, oh. and the tons of emails that we got that uh, where people like, oh, I wish you were coming back. Oh, I wish you were coming mm-hmm. back. I wrote back, hey, so sorry, but you know, I wasn't invited back because, because I conduct, um, because I'm asked to marry people, officiate weddings, and some of them, about half, are, are uh, same-sex marriages, and people are just so bummed out by that. Like, what a silly reason, what a silly reason to uh, to be so angry. Um, but again, yeah. that's their stuff. So I try to avoid the religious conversation because you just 
people have an attachment to it that's that's sometimes unhealthy. Most people can have the conversation even if they disagree with you. Most of the people recognize if you look on TV, the stars I like, the books I read, you don't know what those people's religious views are. And and right. and so I think they kind of keep me in that category. Yeah. I'm not preaching hmm. in either direction. Just no, get your shit really done. Not. Be nice, get your shit done. You know, and and what you believe causes you to do that or inspires you to do that that's up to you and if you write about it i'll probably like it if you're really passionate about it yeah i guess i want i wonder if 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 the the god you believe in is you know your whatever personal relationship you have with god or your view of your view of god if your god if you see your god as like a super loving and forgiving person are you more likely to be a super loving forgiving person if your god is more like a justice and you will be you like but people don't see it that way anyway because it it's not it there's a confirmation we're still humans so confirmation bias still goes on do you know what i mean so it's not that's why they use the bible to justify slavery and to fight slavery they use yeah. the bible to get the women's right to vote but also to fight the women's right to vote like you it could be used for both because it's it's how you're reading it so that's why I'm not a big fan of theology itself, but the the idea of a god, the idea of power, the idea of of, of something conspired in your favor, the idea that you came from all the great, powerful, amazing stuff of the universe, mm -hmm. that not only is a belief system, that is literally true. I love that and that the realm of possibility is open to me, to you, to everyone on earth and that you are only limited to that realm by your own belief system. So ironically... <laughs> <laughs> the belief system might be what's limiting you. I think that's what limits us in many, many ways. And when you free yourself and you free your God from the limitations of past ignorance, for me, amazing things happen. For someone else, maybe not. Maybe they like that. I don't know. I don't care. I just hope people are nice. And if they want to argue about it, you can argue about it. Just leave me out of it. All right. Well, there you go, everyone. There's your religious segment. Ta-da. Ta-da. All right. Let's get to some listener feedback. Please. Okay. Let's go with... Actually, okay. Yes. Barb wants to know, do you believe in fate or destiny and do you have any superstitions? I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious. <laughs> Who's that quote from in five? Michael Scott. Four. Ooh, good one. Good one. <laughs> um, so... Do I believe in fate or destiny? And do I have any... I don't believe in fate or destiny as if something's already written. I do mm -hmm. believe in trajectory. I believe in trajectory. So I don't know that that fate or destiny, like I, it's already written, it's already going to happen. But I do mm -hmm. know that based on your current behavior and the incredible likelihood that you're not going to change that I could probably map out the next several years of your life and I can seem very, very psychic to you, but it's actually pretty much just mapping it out mathematically because you're acting a certain way and you're probably not going to change your behavior. Right. Okay. And I'm so not superstitious. Just you, I mean, you're a, you're, you're a, a, a world champion jujitsu. Uh, you no superstitions with that before a match. Nothing. Nope. nope. Just let me on there. Lucky socks. Okay. Nothing. Oh, you don't have socks. Well, you don't have socks in jujitsu. <laughs> I do know what you're saying. I don't. I don't even have like a mm -hmm. warm up. Uh, 
there's nothing with it. Just let me on there. I do my best. I think that that chance favors those who are prepared. And mm-hmm. so I do my best. My training is really well going into it. I'm ready at any given moment. Um, so, so no, I don't, I don't need to be wearing anything. I don't need to touch yeah. a doorway or hug a person or talk to anyone in particular. Just, no, just, just let me on there and, and let me mm-hmm. perform at my best. And usually that works out really well for me. And if it doesn't, right. then I learn something. I either get you my see- hand raised or I get my awareness raised. One of those oh. things is going to happen. I like that you see like the in the jujitsu community like the superstitions about washing your belt and people don't do it because they think it's bad luck or something am i getting that correct you are and they often lose and so here's the thing (laughs) with all superstitions you have like a certain confirmation bias that comes with it and if that was true then you would be undefeated and you're not so therefore it can't be true so those type of things. But in fairness to most superstitious people, um, I've done so much studying in behavior, so much studying in conditioning and, and social conditioning and theological conditioning and, um, <laughs> you know, B.F. Skinner and classical conditioning and all these studies, endless studies about our superstitious brains and, and how we are patternists. So because we are patternists, we tend to identify patterns in certain situations. And so we identify again, instead of cause, we identify meaning. And so because that gets conflated so much, you think, when I do this, something good happens for me. Mm -hmm. When this is happening, something bad happens because I didn't do this. And you will start doing meaning to it. And so I don't, uh, because I've witnessed thousands and thousands of that, those kind of behaviors, I, I free myself from it. Hmm. That's interesting. I like what you said, that ch- chance, what, what, what is that line? Chance favors the prepared. Chance favors the prepared. I like that. So you just find yourself at, at your best moment. I, I liken it mm-hmm. to, I liken life to a game of Plinko. Steph, you might be a little young for Plinko. Did you remember Plinko? Yeah, it was. Uh, I watched it when I was sick. That's Price is Right. Yeah, Price is Right. Friend. So first of all, everyone watched Price is Right when they were homesick as a kid. <laughs> and, and Price is Right um, had a game called Plinko. And so mm-hmm. it was like this little disc that they put at the top. It was like a big board and you'd climb a ladder at the top of the board. And it was a big board with kind of spikes coming out of it. And you put this big disc at the top. And they'd let it go and it would bounce randomly to different parts. Mm-hmm. And depending on where it landed was what prize you won or didn't win. Right? right. And so for me, life is like a game of Plinko. You don't really, you're just hitting these, these choice points and these points in life where you kind of get diverted to different places and you land in different spots. And as long as you're trying to control all of that, you'll drive yourself fucking crazy. <laughs> As long as you start hating all the things you're going through, you drive yourself crazy. Wisdom comes when you realize that life is Plinko, but you are the disc. And when you realize that, 
I don't care where I land. I don't care where it turns. I don't care where this takes a turn. I don't care what new thing pops up. I don't care who betrays me next. I don't care who loves me next. I don't care what is born. I don't care what dies. No matter what, I'm the disc and I will be at the best version of myself to navigate that situation at that time until the next point. And slice. Slice that up. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so yeah, so there's that. Okay. Thank you for your question, Barb. All right. So Jonathan says, love the memes that you're putting up about eating and trying to work out at home. I've been watching some good workout videos online. Have you ever considered doing one? Uh, a workout video. Um, I'll leave that to the pros. Uh, I'll leave workout videos to the pros. I love working out, and and when gyms are open and jujitsu's open, I'm doing it pretty often. Um, but there are there are people more more qualified than me than to do a workout video for sure. But you know, I've been asked about that stuff. You know, we do get questions about that. So thank you, Jonathan. I appreciate it. For me, I would love to see something else. Can can I can I answer this for for a minute longer, Steph? Yeah. So. Please. I'm asked to do these these posts about workout, but there there aren't enough of them, right? There are enough <laughs> posts about exercise regimens to strengthen your body. But but how about one how about a post that mentions a regimen to strengthen your relationships? <laughs> you know, especially in these this day and age like like something like, you know, put down your phone and pay attention to what your significant other is saying. Do that for 10 reps and see what happens. Now, how about sit on the floor and play with your kids? Undivided attention. Do that for 10 reps and, and watch the beautiful changes. Uh, how about some like some intimate connections and conversations where you and your significant other download an updated version of each other, an updated version of your spouse. Do that for just one rep. And, and see the amazing gains. You know, someone someone should post something like that. Well, I guess maybe I just did, but but you know what I mean. Something like that would be amazing. Uh, a a strengthen your relationship workout regimen. Yes, I I feel very attacked scrolling through social media. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what is tell me to do these exercise videos or? whatever Listen, some people have that stuff i i don't i don't hate it and i don't feel attacked i am reminded that while they lifted up all those things and did all those squats and everything else i'm like i'm like holding i'm holding some sort of food like a munchkin from dunkin donuts and i'm like one two three one one two three two and i oh man it's like crying as i eat munchkins but but listen you you reel it back in and i think there's healthy Mm -hmm. places for all of that so but but there are so many good workout regimens online but i i really do think like if if you could construct some sort of relationship strength building regimen you like put down your phone (laughs) do that 10 times yeah see what happens and literally you go back to that pretend god is deaf thing pretend your spouse is deaf imagine imagine talking to someone and they you know they you see it and you saw it more when restaurants were open and, and especially for me who 100 percent of the meals i eat are in restaurants so sitting there and watching people interact one person's talking steph the other person's looking at their phone while the person's talking 
Ooh. And that's so common. It's just talking to another adult, talking to kids. Mm-hmm. The parents are talking to kids. The kids are looking at the phone. There's disrespect <laughs> flying everywhere. Mm-hmm. And you tell them like, no, that's just, I was just looking at my phone. I'm listening. Could you imagine doing that to someone else? Could you imagine you go to your doctor and you while the doctor's like, hey, what's going on? What you got going on? You're like, oh, well, this hurts, this hurts, this hurts. And while you're talking, they're looking at their phone. Like you, so would never accept, you would never expect, accept that from anyone, but we do that. So imagine a, a workout regimen like that. Hey, put down your phone and pay attention to what the person's saying like that. And then do that 10 times. What would build? What would grow stronger? Mm-hmm. A lot. Do that yeah. with your kids a lot. I would like to see something like that. Probably won't happen, but it would be great. No. But thank you for your question, Jonathan. <laughs> Thanks, Jonathan. All right, let's look at the time here. How I, got, are we doing? I have about 10 more minutes. Okay, so one last question, and then we'll go into Steve Reed's. Nice. Uh, Trisha wants to know, how can you tell the difference between a negative person to limit your interactions with or unfriend and a person who needs or could use your positivity and influence? Please and thank you. That's my answer, Trisha. Please and thank you. I can tell when someone could just, you can just use you and you happen to be in the right place at the right time to help them or you might have Mm -hmm. the right information because you don't mind because they're grateful. They say please and thank you. Hey man, I really appreciate you doing this. Hey, I really appreciate you doing this. And your reaction, your primal reaction is one in which you don't mind. Mm -hmm. But Trisha... I don't have to tell you that there are people in your life that when you see their name on your phone, the anxiety starts happening already. You start, you see their name on your phone. You're like, Oh God, (laughs) we all know that that's how you could tell the difference. We know it innately. We know the difference between, Oh, no problem. I'm glad I, I could help. We know the difference between that and uh, here comes Mm -hmm. again with another dramatic thing that they're not going to listen to anyway. What I lovingly refer to as the ask hole. (laughs) Always ask your advice. You give them impeccable advice and they do the opposite. And then they keep coming back and pulling and pulling from the well. The ask hole. But so you know that these those people are there. So you know it, Trisha. From the moment their name shows up on your phone, you know whether they are a negative person because it's how they make you feel versus someone who could use your positivity and influence. There you go. I don't don't have anything else, Steph. That's what I got. All right. That's good stuff. What are we we reading? Well, I sent... I, I sent you don't confuse religion for God. I figured we were to close it out with religion and God since we started. Oh, you really hit a religion show. I should have bailed from the beginning. Well, that's, that what, that's what the people wanted. <laughs> it's what the people want. And that's what we'll give them, Steph. However, <laughs> you owe me an aliens show. Hey, the okay. people. <laughs> I'm talking to the people. Hey, the people. Write that you want an aliens show so we can talk about something fun. Not something that's going to get me endless emails of people questioning everything I've ever done, all the good I've ever done in the world. Let me tell you something. If I'm going to hell, most people are fucked. Like if I'm the one that's the issue, 
believe mm-hmm. me, no one's safe. But still, <laughs> it's not going to stop them from writing in because I didn't say, yes, there's a magical this. And yes, there was a, a polar bear in the Middle East on a two polar bears put on a boat in the Middle East. Like, uh, because oh, I didn't no. say I believe that story. I'm going to get in trouble because of you, Steph. No. Well, listen. you didn't say that. Until well, I now. just said it now because <laughs> the people. But no, let's get some alien stories. But, okay, okay right, we'll do Steve Reeves. I'll do Don't Confuse Religion for God. You're, and you're right. These shows, while they do get a, a lot of reaction, they are listened to. And, and some people, it's exactly what they need to hear, especially the, the light tone that I take with it. So mm-hmm. uh, for all of you. You know, we're all doing our best. Every single one of us, even the ones that take this super seriously and wish me hell and death and all that stuff, they're doing their best also. Most of the time, they don't hate you. They're just scared to death that you are right. And that's a Mm. shitty feeling. So I get it. And uh, can we do Steve Reed's? (laughs) <laughs> I feel like my voice is off today, but Steve <laughs> reads. Today we're reading, saying... don't confuse religion for God. What are we doing? Instead of being nice, instead of being compassionate to each other, instead of helping each other, we are judging each other for our beliefs. That isn't faithfulness to a God. That's faithfulness to a religion. It's clear that we've come to a point where we confuse religion for God. We we have confused the story for the message. We get caught up in the details of differing theistic stories that we argue. We, We often violently argue at the details of these stories instead of honoring the common message. We see this played out in our wars. We see this played out in our disputes in our communities. We see it played out in our domestic and international policies. Our relationships are damaged. Our families are split. Our nations torn. Our minds confused because we have all become conditioned to be more faithful to a religion and the story in the particular religion than that of the message of God. In essence, we have been taught to worship the religion instead of the God. You know, religions vary. Characters in the theistic stories vary. Time, place, languages vary. Throughout the world's recorded history, many religions have held prominent roles in their respective societies. And even though the details of each story may, have, may vary, the message of the story has always been the same. Be loving, be forgiving, be compassionate, be kind, share with others, treat people as you want to be treated. Why don't we focus our religious enthusiasm on these wonderful messages instead of fighting about the details of our differing stories? Why do we treat our religious designations with the same blind and belligerent loyalty as we do our favorite sports teams? For thousands of years, from wars to to science denial, to slavery, to rape, to mandated inequality, the sustained influence of religious dogma has left a polarizing effect on the global population. But in this heated debate, let's not convict the message of God for the crimes committed by the ravenous guidelines of theistic dogma. Religions are born from stories of a people's subjective experience of God. 
The expression and devotion of religious followers isn't always negative. There have been many beautiful works done in the name of religion. And while the subjective experience of God holds personal value, it's important not to lose the sight of the objective reality that religion can be good. It can even be great. But it can never be God. As a global society, we can take a magnificent step towards peace and harmony to not confuse the two. And that has been Steve Reed's <laughs> Don't Confuse Religion for God. Folks, I want to thank you so much for listening to the show. Uh, thank you so much for letting me have fun, sometimes with really touchy and important uh, uh topics for you and for your families i hope you know that that uh i'm always saying it out of love respect and curiosity uh, a a unquenchable curiosity i have for life and the human experience that i'll continue on please share the show um let people know what we're doing listen to our past shows we have hundreds of thousands of people who have listened to just these last few shows so it's so fantastic it's humbling and i really appreciate it uh check out stevemariboli.net for our stuff uh you can find me on social media pretty easily uh and and just be nice share empower reach out to each other check on your strong friends love each other pretend we're deaf and and, and behave in a way that's loving forgiving kind uh romantic let's do all of those things Steph, I really appreciate you putting these shows together and interacting with our audience the way that you do uh thanks for another great show Thank you. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening. Folks, this is the <laughs> Steve Maraboli Podcast, Whispers of Genius, Echoes of Madness. We'll see you next time.